This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hi, I'm T. I'll be guiding you through Ian Lee's podcast this week. So fasten up and hold on tight, because we're going in. I've often fancied a poodle. I like birds. Not like I fancy a bird. I've gone off my porridge. <laughs> Football and cricket about it. I love birds. I think that's going to uh, set the tone rather nicely for the week. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Bad news. Dave, talking about his snake, has gone. This is here. That's about it. That's about all the clips I've got left. So if you, I mean, okay, this is what we'll do in the first hour. This is what we'll do, Katarina. This is what we'll do. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Loads of my clips have gone. For Mm -hmm. example, if we just go to page, oh, hardly anything on page one is, is there. So this has gone, but this is here. I've got a real passion for donkeys. This is gone, but this is here. Sex is everywhere. To make things easy for us, I mean, this is gone, but this is here. I'm not in a bedroom. So not all is lost. To make things easy so we can catalogue what's been wiped from the computer and what's still on the computer, could you give us a call? We'll do a little request mm-hmm. hour. 08459 555555. You phone up and request uh, the clips... Oh, my kids are gone. This is gone. But this is here. I love Big Bob. It's just no logic to it. There's no logic to Oh, no. We're never going to hear Justin Dealey in the urinal section again. But we can hear this. You can smell memories. So, 08459 555 555. It's the Ian Lee clip request hour. We're going to see what we've got and um, what we've got. Your... You know what they've had? A clip clearance. Well, talking of clip clearances, there's no more Fanny. There's no more, no more Fanny. Oh. But there's this. Todgers. So, <laughs> it's a really... Oh, no! There's no boa constrictor or lost islands. There's just this. This whole page is reduced to this. <laughs> I've got to go and lie down. What, right. what do you want, Mark? Right, I've got a few. I want to hear... Um, uh, it's... it's uh, is uh, Spenlove, who uh, says, <laughs> I do want to read emails and I aim to retire. Hang on. That a, one on there. Hang on a second. Hang fingers on. crossed. So let's keep our fingers... fingers uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. I am going to retire. Yes! Yeah. Results. Because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. Uh, Results. Spenlove still, is what still about, there, unfortunately. What about J-Dog taking it to the streets? Oh, now, um... <laughs> It's there. A lot of the J-Dog stuff has gone. A lot of it is has uh, has gone. I'm afraid. What about Gap Year Scoins? Oh, look at you! You know all the hits. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Is it about a Gap Year? It's there, but there's a weird echo on it. Where's that echo coming? Maybe it's your phone. All right, go on. What? Give us one more. Uh, what about is uh, the guy that says everything for free? Oh, oh now yes. he now he is there because I've got him into I've got him somewhere different. Hang on a second. I've snuck him. Um, oh, where is he? Hang on, hang on. Where have I put him? 
It's uh, Jan and Kelly record there as well. Um, who he didn't? Um, uh, no, Jan and Kelly is. <laughs> you know what? You need to get a life, mate. If I'm oh, honest, no. you know too much about this stuff. <laughs> the Jan and Kelly is actually on record. I've got that on record, yeah, but it's on Philips label, isn't it? I used to have it as a kid, mate. Stuff for free is gone. <gasps> stuff for free in my secret stash has gone, Mark. This is our. Thank you, Mark. This is outrageous, Graham. Hello, mate. Hello, fella. What you got? Um, a request for um, the Liverpool picture moving. Oh, 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 um, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I, I've seen that around somewhere. Um, I said my Liverpool kit's just moving by itself. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that one. Ian Lee's podcast is the place where he stores all his best bits. Some bits are a bit average, though, like this. You like this story, Kelly? Thanks. It involves bikes and winkles. Oh, oh my favourite subjects. Rally chopper. <laughs> Excited Rider rocks nude bike event. First of all, why would you enter? Yeah, I saw this. Well, I bet you did. It's you bad enough when it. you've got your cycling shorts on. Ask, ask Paul Scoynes. Why? I, well, I, I'm wondering if this is Paul Scoynes. Why would you do a cycling nude event? And who wipes down the bicycle seats? <laughs> Cops had to intervene in a nude cycling event. I mean, already... Look at you! Look at you pulling a sex face. <laughs> Why? How do you know what that looks like? Because I've seen a lady's sex face before in a you film. Seen mine? No, I can imagine it. It's that. You're pulling. You're pulling um, a Jim Dale sex face. Hey, I've booked tickets to go and see Jim Dale. Wow. Would you pull that face for? Oh, that's a bit old-fashioned, isn't it? It's Jim, what's Jim Dale? Yeah, musical. Woo. Jim Dale from the Carry On films. Yep. What? Hang on a minute. I thought you'd be uh, dead jealous. No. Dr. Nookie? Yeah. Going to see Dr. Nookie. That's Kenneth Williams. You're doing there. I booked tickets. I also, they were they were cheap. That will appeal to I your wonder, instinct. I wonder why. Oh, guys, no. Legend. No, not my thing. Player. Yet. He's oh. like the original Set Blatter. Player. <laughs> Do you see Set Blatter was dissing the FBI at the weekend? Yes. And now his daughter's come out and said, leave my dad alone. He ain't done nothing wrong. Leave it, dad. It ain't worth it. The thing is, right... Fair play. If you're at the yeah. head of an organisation and everybody else is being investigated, why would you know anything? Why would you know anything about it? He's a player. They voted for him. He's Prince in charge Al- of it, and he's been in charge of it for years. But he don't know. I nothing. see what I see. What you're trying to do. You're, what? I see what you're trying to do. You've got your typical lefty, tree munching, muesli hugging, sandal kissing, BBC attitude. All right. You just summed up my weekend. The guy ain't done nothing of he hasn't. apart from being a player of course he doesn't know anything about his entire team i see what you're doing he's in charge of i see what you're doing and i hope he's of, i hope his legal team are listening it's all right he, he forgives but he doesn't forget he so. is um le- prince all right prince ali could have taken it to a second round of votes he didn't get the two-third majority he needed he could have taken it to a second round of votes prince ali prince ali i mean they're all princes over there but he said do you know what all I'm going to let this, I'm gonna let let this go. It. I'm going to let him have it. I wonder what happened. wonder what <clears throat> happened. Cops had to intervene in a nude cycling event after reports a male rider was... ding Overexcited. The cyclist was due to join the World Naked Bike Ride, or he perverts, even, He hadn't even started yet, but he'd started. ..when onlookers noticed he was aroused. He was swiftly pulled off his bike. <laughs> And trousers were put on him before being spoken to by police. Trousers were put on him? He didn't even put his own trousers on. One witness said... But it might not have been his fault. Um. One witness said everyone was taking their clothes off to get ready. 
I heard gasps and turned around. He nearly had my eye out. <laughs> it was a horrible sight. It's fair to say he was overexcited. It looked like he was enjoying the event a bit too much. One of the, one of the organisers... One of the organisers told him to put his trousers on while speaking on a walkie-talkie to police. At least I think it was a walkie-talkie. Maybe it was his dictaphone. That wouldn't contact anyone, that's just... Use your finger like everyone else. The man looked pretty sheepish. The man was among cyclists in Canterbury, Kent, who were due to take part in the ride. One in a series held worldwide to highlight dangers cyclists face from cars. Why naked? Why introduce your own gear stick if you're doing a protest against cars? Organiser Barry Freeman said, We do not accept this behaviour. He was dealt with by the police. <laughs> they sorted him out, did they? Good. Still, I mean, if that race had gone on, I think he would probably have come first, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? Never mind, it was all resolved, there was a happy ending. What have you got in the papers? Well, the podcast is pretty much complete, isn't yeah. it, for this week, I think? Yes. Morning, Stephen. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? Basically, you have a programme of light and shade, yes? Um, uh, continue. Right, OK. Sad, it's sad about the person you've just interviewed, that he feels that way. I've been in hospital in and out this last year with foot ulcers, um, and I've had to go part-time. A couple of weeks ago, I decided enough's enough, and I actually handed my notice in. I'm only 54, but I believe I've got every blessing have a great life ahead of me, helping others, and whatever. Right, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, Sid, I'm struggling slightly to follow your point. Well, basically, there's both ends of the scale. There's people that yeah. feel that they've got nothing left to live for. Right. There's other people at the other end of the scale who have got absolutely everything to live for. I nearly got taken out three or four years ago by a maniac at four o'clock in the morning, having done the Keats Hospice fun run. I'm Stephen, I'm really sorry, and that sounds terrible. I don't quite understand what your point is. I'm 54. Right. In theory, I should have carried on working. R right. But I decided I have got far more to give to Dunstable, to the community, yeah. to my life, than work. Right, OK. I'm just I'm struggling to see how this ties in with the story we were talking. I was I thought you were talking about the the gentleman who um, wants to end his life. Yeah, basically, life is for living. Whatever situation. Oh right, okay, right. Oh, I get it. You're you're making judgment on somebody else's decision. Right, no. I get it. Sorry. No, Ian, I'm not. All I'm saying is. Well, you are. You're saying that life is for forgiving for living. So you you've just judged Roger's decision that he doesn't want to live his life anymore. So. No, but the whole point being is. Yeah. A positive attitude, you can make anything work. No, you can't. With the greatest of respect, Stephen, you, you can't. You can't. You can't override crippling pain with a positive mental attitude. You can. No, you can't, Stephen. You can't. You can't. Because at the end of the day, you find something that gives you that inch to move yourself forward. Each what? Sorry. You find something to. OK, pain, yes, it's not ideal. I mean, say, I've been in pain. I've literally 
been <laughs> hopping up and down the high street. I bet Roger would love to be able to hop up and down the high street. But Why have you hopped up and down the high street? But the thing is, though, you get out, right? There's loads of... Would the foot ulcers not stop you hopping up and down? It literally, it feels on occasion that I felt like I'd been on hot coals. Right, OK. Well, maybe Roger feels a lot worse than you. Well, maybe. But well, all I'm saying... So how is he supposed to overcome that, that pain? Positive thinking. Oh, Stephen, with the greatest of respect, with the great respect, that's complete nonsense. Hey, it's worked for you, and that's fantastic it's worked for you. Brilliant, well done. And it sounds like you, you know, foot ulcers and maniac attacks to one side. It sounds like you're making the most of your life. Not everyone's as lucky as that. Well, thing is, though... They may, they may not think so today, but tomorrow yes. it could well be. He's, he's not thought so for quite a long time, and we, we spoke to him a year ago, and he's obviously not changed his stance in a year. Yeah, well, a year ago, a year ago I had three weeks in hospital. Right, I, OK. I had three weeks in hospital Yes. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. In theory... What were you in hospital for, mate? Uh, foot right, yeah, he was in hospital for prostate cancer. So you know, if we're playing, if we're playing top trump diseases, he beats you. Listen, well, it, it's so easy, isn't it, Stephen? To, um, to, uh, and boy, oh boy, I'm glad you found you know happiness and peace and whatever it is. Uh, but it, it, it's really easy to judge other people, isn't it? No, you don't judge anyone. But you are, Stephen. Ever. Stephen, you That's are judging. That's the whole point. Yeah, no, well, then your whole point is invalid because you are no. literally judging him. No, the whole point of the, the whole point is. Yes. Ian, Listen for once, right? Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen! I'm, I'm. Listen, I think I'm being very calm, considering you're talking out of your backside. So no, just, I, just I'm steady. Not, Ian. Ian, the world would be a dance a lot better place if people didn't judge others. Exactly. So stop judging Roger. Turning it round. Stop judging Roger. No, stop turning it round, Ian. Stop judging Roger. I'm not judging Roger. Well, you've what? just said it would be a better place if you didn't judge people. You've judged him. No, I have not. You've just judged him. You said that he's wrong for wanting to kill himself. No, I have not. OK, is he right for wanting to kill himself? He can do if he wants. Beautiful. Then what's it got to do with you? He hasn't got anything to do with me whatsoever. Then thanks for calling. Stephen? What I'm saying is... <laughs> Life is life. Until you actually die, there's more to life than life. Until you actually die, there's more to life than life. Yes. Stephen, th th um, th thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Stephen? Yes. Goodbye. Busy show this morning, and we've already had... Uh... Well, quite a lot of feedback about this next story. Um, a Milton Keynes gentleman is hoping that you might be able to help him with a rather unusual fundraising project. He's crowdfunding a trip to Dignitas. 66-year-old Roger Bailey isn't terminally ill, but he is in constant pain. In 2012, I, I was rushed into a hospital um, and they discovered that I had a tuna in my spine. A tuna? A t sorry, a tumour. OK, that makes I more sense, thank you, yes. <laughs> Um, and uh, what, it had, what it had done, it had grown and grown and grown and eventually broken two or three nerves, um, just like you'd break a rubber band by stretching it too much. The nerves were, were, were wrapped around the tumour, and as it grew, they stretched and stretched and stretched and then just broke. That left, left me doubly incontinent and uh, with a lot of walking difficulties. And gradually, the pain has got worse and worse um, because these broken nerves are 
technically called tapered nerves, and they try and tether themselves together, but they're not successful, and they just grab hold of other nerves and other wrong bits in your spinal area, and that creates some sort of electrifying pain attacks. Um, as I said, a friend of mine on Friday described it as like two bare wires shorting out, and we all know what that looks like. Uh, you've got a lot of sparks and a lot of um, energy uh, for a very short space of time. And you've, you've had enough, and you are trying to raise money, to, and you have been trying to raise money for a while so that you can afford to go to Dignitas and end your life. That's correct. How yes. much money has the, has the, the crowdfunding thing raised so far? I've had six donations, and it's just over £100. OK, so um, you're quite a way off. Have any of your friends got angry with you and kind of said, you know what, if that's your plan, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, well, I've got a very, very good friend who I've known since you know, I was 19 years old, and he was almost like that um, to begin with. But guess what? He's offered to take me there. Oh, wow. Now, he's come round, he's, he's thought about it, he's listened to what I've got to say, and he's watched me deteriorate over the last couple of years. Um, and he's prepared to take me there now. Uh, because one of the problems is, uh, with the stoma colostomy, it would be very difficult um, to fly. And so it's going to have to be a road journey. Oh, blimey. Um, yes, it would be... It uh, gets worse and worse. It does, yes. <laughs> Um, uh, and, and on top of that, I had a car accident in at the end of uh, this January, mm. which, which possibly has been uh, one of the problems that is uh, the level of pain and, and discomfort and lack of mobility. It seems to have accelerated mm. since then. I have to say it wasn't my fault. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to get third-party claims, well, they've admitted liability, but trying to get the claim sorted out is... Um, oh, don't. I'm, I'm, exactly. going, I'm about to go through all this. Let's, let's take one more call on this, Roger, and then we'll, then we'll, let, you, uh, we'll let you go. Marion's on the line. Morning, Marion. Good morning. You're through to Roger. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Marion. Um, let's put it this way. In 1953, I had polio. It's now come back to bite me. I have been in pain for what, nearly 40 years. Oh, my goodness. And, and God only knows you've only been in pain for three or four years. You have to learn to live. You are standing, you are walking, you are living. But I am I, not standing very well. I'm oh, not uh, walking oh, very well. I have, shrunk, I have shrunk four and a half inches. Oh, my goodness. I cannot stand up straight. I have scoliosis. All my nerves, as you said, your nerves are breaking, broken. My nerves are dying. So I am bending forward. I look like the hunchback and not to dance. But Marion, there's, 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 it's, we, we can't. It's not really fair to play illness poker, is it? You know, no, I'm, I'm I worse than mean, you. I don't mean that. But I mean to say, I embrace life. I tell everybody why I'm walking, why I bend over like the hunchback and not to. I embrace it because I think, quite honestly, I am living. I see sun. I see and. If you're in pain, you're in pain. You have to do what they call pain management. You have to talk to somebody. You have to sort of know when you're going to be in pain, know when you're going to when know when you need to walk, know when you need to sit on the couch for three or four hours a day, know when you're going to. I have two hours sleep a night on occasions. But why, so Marion? Yeah. Why, why, why should he have to put up with that? If he doesn't want to put up with that, why should he? Because he's he's alive. But he doesn't want to be. 
Okay, then fine. It's a question of the quality of life, Marion. Well, so so am I. Yeah, you're happy with your quality of... Excuse me, quality of life. I'm not, and well, I think then, we have I to differ. I think that's a coward's way out. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, hang on, Marion. Yes. Are you, are you calling Roger a coward? Yeah, he should. He's got Gosh. to learn. No, he's got to learn. Get some pain. I know. I tried tramadol. They're useless. I mean to say, they. I had to come off them within three or four days because I knew. But why exactly is, why has he got to learn but to you, live with that? Because if you're alive. I mean, to say, let's put it this way. Uh, why do I... I mean, I could go outside and say, oh, I want to go and kill myself because I'm I'm in pain all the time. I'm yeah. going to something. But I'm not. I like to see the sun. I but, like to but, know that I'm alive. And honestly, it, it's just one of those... And that's it, you. And that's great that that's you. And that's great that you made that decision, Mary. Does it not come down to personal, individual choice? Yes, I know. But I still think it, it's very sad that you want to end your It's very life. sad. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not happy about it. I would rather not. <laughs> be doing it, but the, 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 the fact is that I cannot face uh, going you into institutional care. You haven't spoken to... Neither can I. But you haven't spoken to anybody. You haven't... You say, oh, I've got to use a stick walking around the house. So what? It, well, no, I don't mind using the stick walking around the house. The reason I was mentioning this is because that is the level of deterioration in my mobility over the last six to seven months. Yeah. And it'll get worse. Yes. But, I mean, to say, Which is not what I want. Uh-huh. And I don't want to live like I've lived a very full and active life. Don't you think I have? Can I ask? I was a dancer up until Marian, a month ago. Can I ask you? You seem you seem really intent on on kind of um, being I, getting one over on on, no, on Roger. No, no, no. I've got I, it worse. I, I, I've lived I a think, life, and I, I just think, I think honestly, as I say, I think he should embrace life and try and live with it. I mean, there not are everyone lots can do that though. People, there are lots of people I know, I know a great magician who could, who oh. can't has to be carried on stage now because he can't walk because he can't feed himself because. But he can still do magic. But he's still got brains. Yes, he can, he can still, still do, do card magic. tricks. Yes. Incredible. Marion, listen, I've, I've got to move on. Cause embrace I... life, young man, because you only live it once. You'll well, never live it again. Marion, thank you very much indeed. Well, I think, Ian, there's the Marmite situation. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I got uncomfortable when she called you a coward. How did that make you feel? Um, I've been called all sorts of things throughout my whole life. It's like water off a duck's back. And okay. I will, f- I would, if you like, uh, allow that to happen because I know how strongly some people feel about it. And particularly those that feel like Marion who have got health problems, um, they do become more intense if they're mm. determined to carry on living. Hey, fools, here's how to blow Justin Dealey's tiny little mind. Darren says, if God was a lady person... <laughs> oh, here we go, yeah. This is where we're bringing Dealey in. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't they refer to her as a goddess? God is the masculine word, surely. Sorry? Yeah. I was too busy thinking about the magician that Marion was talking about. Let's be carried on. He sounds great. I want to go. When's, when's he playing? I'd like to go and see. I love magic. You shouldn't laugh. No, I love magic. But can't you levitate? Justin! I love the magic. <laughs> I love... Honestly, I used to run a variety night in North London and I made sure that every month we had a magician on because when I see magic... Mm-hmm. Oh, I become like a 12-year-old boy. I just get a big... I've got, there's a great magician, Pete Heat. He's taller than me. He's called Pete Heat. He's called Pete Heat. He's, right. he's six foot seven. Well, get, let's get him in one day. Magic on the radio. Trust me, it works. <laughs> he's brilliant. He's six foot seven, mm-hmm. right? And he looks like a bit of a stoner. I'm sure he's not. 
and he is, he is brilliant. He's so good. I mean, he's so good. Why this guy isn't, you know, uh, the, the world famous, I don't know, because he's amazing. Well, you know, a few years ago that there were these TV shows, How You Do Magic, and it shows you how the tricks are, are created. I, I always refuse to watch those programmes because it takes away, as you yeah. say, the magic. Yeah. I, I don't want to know how they do it. I, no. I want to know how they do it, but I don't want to know how they do it. Yeah. Tell me how they do it. No, don't tell me. <laughs> Oh, let's get uh, let's get Pete Heat on the show. Uh, someone tweet him and um, we'll get him on because he's brilliant. I know it's magic on the radio, but I've always thought though, you know, you know how they create money. Sometimes Sorry? They, they well, sometimes they have a card in their hand and suddenly that turns into a twenty pound note. Well, yes. if it was that real, surely there'd yeah. be multi millionaires. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, mate. But it, it's yeah. not it's not real. It's a trick. But if you can make money out of a card, well, quid's in. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, but it's a trick. Yeah, but if you can turn a card into a £20 note, I'm being serious, if you can do that, where's the £20 note come from, then? It's a trick. OK, all right, fair enough. Well, you've made this week's podcast very early. Do you know what I'm saying? Say it again. OK, if you've got a magician in front of you, OK, <laughs> and he has got a card in his hand and he can turn a card into money... Why is he not a multi-millionaire? Answer that, because you can't. I can, mate. It's a trick. Well, if it's a trick, why not trick every few seconds and make all that money? Justin, mm. it's a trick, love. <laughs> He's already got the money. Where's it's it? his own 20 quid. Well, so you say. Well, <laughs> so, so does the law of science. Is he an adult? <laughs> the thing is, he actually. Justin, it's a trick. Are you telling me you've not had the same thought? No, no. I've never had that thought. Not no. since I was about five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a trick. Okay, it's a trick. <laughs> he's probably got the twenty-pound note shoved up his sleeve or in his in his under his but thumb. What if he's not. Well, it's a trick. It's a trick. Well, we tracked down the magician Pete Heat and Justin Dealey had some very interesting questions. So if you can make money <laughs> appear out of nowhere, OK, yeah. and I'm going to back this up with a question as well, which will probably blow your mind, all right? Okay. If you if you can... Excuse me. If you can make money appear out of nowhere, why are you working for a living? Why are you not a multi-millionaire? It's, it's a good question. It's a perceptive and intelligent question. It's a, it's a genuine question as well, Pete. That's the thing. It really? Well, um, if it is, then I don't, I don't think anything I can say can um, enlighten you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very good question. I basically, I just do it for the love. Obviously, I, I, generally, I generally do sit around making stacks of, uh, stacks of £20 notes appear around me, but that gets boring eventually. So. I've got it. Magician's code means you can't do it for personal gain, can you? Exactly, Catherine. Thank you for stepping wow. in there and <laughs> solving that. Yeah, that is, that's it. That's, that's it. Justin, to answer your question? OK, second question. Oh, please. OK, second question. Oh, um, if you can make rabbits appear out of nowhere... Oh, God. Why, why have you got loads of rabbits? Why are you not running a pet shop? <laughs> <laughs>
I am actually. I, I, I run several. I run several pet shops. I'm actually the largest um, pet shop okay, manager. Okay. Yep. Third question. Oh, oh my goodness! No, and this one. Know. No, this one's a genuine question. You're demeaning question. his art. No, no, I'm not at all. Okay. So forget about uh, things appearing out of nowhere. Okay. We're talking theft here, okay. and I've seen this on TV. Okay. So it okay. must be true. So let, let's just say, for argument's sake, we're talking about Dynamo. I've seen him do this. So he can be standing next to you. And suddenly, your mobile phone, which has been tucked inside your jacket pocket, will appear in his pocket. That is theft, OK? <laughs> Why is Dynamo not running a mobile phone company on the black market? Now, come on, how do you answer that? Well, yeah, answer it, Pete. <laughs> Listen, we, we all, we're all capable of committing crimes, but it doesn't mean we do them. Like, you could walk into a shop and grab something and run out, but you probably don't do that regularly, and that's the only reason why Dynamo isn't running it. He should know, be in well, prison. That man should be in prison. Do you know what, you, you get what I'm saying, though, don't you? No, he doesn't, mate, because he's got a brain. <laughs> Justin, you've taken this to the streets. Yes, I have, and um, you thought my thought process was, was absolutely ridiculous. I found it offensive, you? yeah. OK, you found yeah. it offensive, right? Yeah. Step too far there. Um, <laughs> You're really making me laugh this morning. You've got I've, to stop. I've taken this one to the streets. I've taken it, and I've been asking people this morning. Okay, the same the same principle as earlier on. All right, if a magician can make twenty pounds appear out of nowhere, why is that person not a millionaire? Do people agree? Here's what people had to say. Taking it to the streets with J Dog. Daniel, I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario right now. See if you agree with me. If magicians can make money appear out of nowhere, yep. OK, why are they not millionaires? I've always thought the same thing about Dynamo. I don't have a clue, but I would like to know. So you're with me, aren't you? I am with you. And I've always... Every time I see a magician, I think the same thing. If they can make money appear out of nowhere, why aren't they millionaires? Tom, OK, let me put my thought process into your brain, OK? My brain to your brain. Let's transfer right now. If a magician can make £20 notes appear out of nowhere, do you often think to yourself, why is that person not rich? Why are they not a millionaire? I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, how come they're not millionaires? So you think the same? Yeah. Interesting stuff. Thanks, Tom. Absolutely. They're crazy. If they can do that, what are they working for? Yeah, you're right. And why do they keep producing lottery tickets that are winning? Why aren't they winning the lottery all the time? You're talking about psychics now, aren't yeah. you? No, no, magicians. You must have seen that guy on the telly, does it? He gives somebody a winning lottery ticket. Uh, is this really? I don't know how he did it, but he did it. He predicted the numbers. Yeah, good point. So if he can do that, why is he not winning the lottery every, every single week. weekend? That's right. Doesn't make sense. He's mad. I have my followers out there. Who, who's the madman in this scenario? No, he's got a good point. No, he, he hasn't. No, hang on. If you've got a magician who can predict the lottery numbers, why is he not winning the lottery every single weekend? You cannot exactly. answer that question. Well, you can answer that no, question because he can't predict the lottery numbers. Well, if he's given somebody a ticket, a ticket which has won the lottery, it... why is he not doing it for himself? Exactly. Think about that. I'm thinking. OK, and the answer is? I've got, well... It's a trick! It's a trick. Yes! So, but even if it is a trick, OK, let's just say, yes, it's a trick. Well done. You've correctly predicted the winning lottery That's numbers. That's not what he's Why done. Why are you not using that trick to earn <sighs> you money? Go, please go away. I just can't, I can't, talk, I can't talk to him anymore. And that's the crazy fool that was in charge of your breakfast show on Wednesday when Ian was off. Or was he off? See if you recognise this next caller. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wow. 
what a phone in that is going to be. What a phone in. Paul is in Watford. Hi, Paul. Hello, Paul. Uh, uh, Paul, you're uh, Justin. I thought you were very sensitive there, Justin. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate that. Now, apparently, you phoned up to play. Uh, <laughs> uh, you phoned up to play uh, septic, yeah? Well, yeah. I think you're being a bit disrespectful for the Sepp Blatter. Me being disrespectful? Why? I think you're. Take, I think you're, you're being disrespectful to Sepp Blatter. He's in a very awkward position. He might have had a few quid here and there, but it's just a little bit rude to start making a game about him. But I'll play it. Go. Hang on a second. Why? We're we're, we're respecting him, but by playing the game. Yeah. 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 I win. I'm good at games. Okay, can I, won, uh, I won a game once. Are you ready to play? What's the, what, what do I have to do? I've not been listening. Okay, 30 seconds, got a ticking clock. It's called this Septic. Septic. Right, so you've got 30 Septic. seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds to answer Septic. as many questions as you can about Seb Blatter. Are you ready to go? Um. Come on, let's do this. Go! Okay, let's go. Septic. Okay, right, here Septic. we go. Hang on, Seb Blatter. Does he prefer t- tea or coffee? Does he prefer tea or coffee? Who's his favourite Spice Girl? Septic! No, no, you've got to give us an answer. Oh, I don't know what... Stop the clock! No, I'm not stopping the clock, we're carrying on. Stop Who... the clock! No, there. I'm not! Stop it! Who's his favourite Spice there. Girl? Um, the fat one. <laughs> Correct answer. Uh, does he prefer brown or red sauce? I don't think Seb sees colour, he just sees money. OK. You got one. Um, oh, that is not fair! Do you, um, do you often listen to The Breakfast Show? No, I think it's rubbish. You do? Yeah, I think it's rubbish. You say, you sound incredibly like the host of the uh, the breakfast show, Ian Lee. What the hell have you What the hell have you done to my show, Ian? <laughs> <really? I've been laughs> Thank you. You have you have driven you have driven this ship into the uh, the gutter. If that makes what are sense. you talking about? What's your beef? You've ruined the show, mate. How? You've you've rediscovered the littlest hobo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in the greatest respect, I haven't actually been listening. I've been listening to Nick Ferrari, who's excellent. Yeah, great, um, great. But yeah, no. But um, I, I reckon that you've probably ruined the show. No, no, mate. I, I've, I've taken it up, taken it up a level or two. Oh, blind! I'm just I'm giving the mate. giving the people what they want. Well, what what, what do they want? More J Dog? Uh, no, hobo. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. <laughs> Hey, listen, I've got to go. I'm off to Dunsmore for training, and I'm, I'm late already on my first day at the new place. Chief, I'm looking forward to seeing you back here tomorrow morning. Take care. I love you, big <laughs> <laughs> Bye. There you go. That was Paul in Watford, a.k.a. Ian Lee, the man who said last week, I don't need training. Don't need training, guys. I know what I'm doing. Where is he today? Training. Now, could you tell who that was? What about this one? Right, let's go to Veronica, who's in Markier. Hi, Veronica. Good morning, Jason. It's, it's Justin, but Jason would do, Veronica. I've been called oh. far worse by ladies out there, I can assure you of that. I'm so sorry. I'm sure that's not true. You sound delightful. OK, you'd like to play Septic, yeah? Yes. Here we go. Septic. You know how it works, do you? No, I don't. I do. OK, so it's called... I'm sure the rules. What do I... What's the prize? You... Well, there, there is no prize. It's just for fun. It's just for bants. Oh. Oh. Not even a three-counters radio pen. No, we don't have those pens anymore. And now we're oh. leaving the building. They're all going to be burnt. My grandson, Nigel, had a three-counters radio pen for many years. He thought of it very fondly. It was his best pen. <laughs> Do people seriously have best pens? Of course. If you like to write, then you have to choose the correct implement. Right. OK. Veronica, are you yes. ready to play Septic? No, I don't know how to play it. 30 seconds, ticking clock. You have uh, 30 seconds to answer as many questions as you can about Seb Blatter. Does that make sense? Uh, Sorry? Seb Blatter? Oh, I thought it was about a medical condition. (laughs) 
Let's all just through it, Jason. Let's try and give it a go. Uh, okay, shall we uh, We play septic? Here we go. Septic. Okay. okay, who's going to play Seb Blatter in the movie? Cary Grant. No, Arnie. Okay, at a party, what song is always guaranteed to get Seb Blatter up on the dance floor? Um, Think about... Um, oh, I know, he's a, ch- he's a Spanish chap, isn't he? The Macarena. <laughs> no, it's not that one. Uh, what does he like best, knockers or doorbells? Um, I, I think he's very much a knockers man. Yes, correct. You got one. How does that make you feel? Um, adequate. Thank you, Veronica. Have a lovely day training, won't you? <laughs> See you later. See you, bye. <laughs> that crazy fool Matt Lockwood was on on Thursday, and well, mm-mm-mm. this happened. No one is committed to reading a Jilly Cooper. Hang on. I don't believe We've you. We've got two. Go on. We've got to. Oh, actually, we've got one that's read Jelly Cooper. Morning, Ian. I've read Jelly Cooper Riders. I'm a horse rider myself. And I can only say that I wish my life was as steamy as that book. I just deal with poo and flies, oh. not fit men and frolics in the hay, says Anna. It has to be so. I don't know if it's Jelly the, the jodhpurs and the boots, it really is. Does it work for women as well? Uh, yeah. Because women in jodhpurs and boots, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's I've so got jodhpurs sexy. And boots. Bring them in tomorrow. I'll try them on. <laughs> I'll try them on. They barely fit me, so they're not going to fit you. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, Linda says, I remember the naughty bit of James Herbert's rats. I remember that bit. They're in, they're in um, the girl's um, bed and the mum comes in with breakfast and he's doing rude things. I remember that bit. I read that when I was about 13. Again and again and again. I must look this up. I remember the naughty bit of James Herbert's rats novel being passed around on the bus on the way to a school uh... hockey match. <laughs> Not the best sex education for a 13-year-old. Left me equating lovemaking with being eaten alive by rodents, yeah. says Linda. Do you know what? I could quote... There's two bits in there, actually. I could quote um, one of those bits. I could quote the breakfast bit um, almost verbatim. Almost... Possibly best not to do that now. No. No, best not to. Well, we... Um, th- th- OK, so, so no-one's called in to admit reading a Jilly Cooper. Shame on you. We know you... their page. <laughs> <laughs> we know you... Oh, I wonder who, who does the audiobooks of Jilly Cooper. You wouldn't want Jilly Cooper reading it, because no. she's got quite a Toffs voice. You want Joanna Lumley or something. Yeah. Or you want Matt Lockwood. Matt, you did a little mission for us. I did, yes. I, I read uh, extracts from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey in my own unique style. Do you, do you read this to uh, Mrs Matt Lockwood? No. Maybe no. you should. No, yeah. she's, she's harder to please. Stay steady on, mate. That's the second time in one day you've almost got us an off-com. Here we go. At the touch of the leather, I quiver and gasp. Oh. He walks around me again, trailing the crop around the middle of my body. And on his second circuit, he suddenly flicks the crop and it hits me underneath my doodah. Against you, know what? The shock runs through me, and it's the sweetest, strangest, hedonistic feeling. Oh, blimey. You want more of that? Of course you do, bunch of deviants. Before I know it, he's got both of my hands in his vice-like grip above my head, and he's pinning me to the wall using his lips. His other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing my face up, and his lips are on mine. My what's-it strokes his and joins in a slow, erotic dance. His hoojima flip is against my belly. T doesn't like football, but if he did, he'd be the best at it, especially at chance. 
Unlike these fools. Boss, I've got to tell you something. Yes, and, boss. And this may well shock you. He's on! The, the Beach Boys, Sloop John B. Yes. You love that song, don't you? I do you? love that song, actually, yeah. It's yeah. been turned into a nasty football anthem. Do you know about this? I... I'd heard rumours. Go on. Yep, yep, Go OK. On. So, um, obviously, I can't sing it in full, but, but you kind of get is the it, picture it, from this. Is it racist, sexist or homophobic? Um, it's... Uh, or is no, it all of them? Really. Does it tick all of them? That'd be wonderful. That's <laughs> clever. all the boxes. Hey. Typical BBC song. Uh, so, it goes something like this. Here we go. I want to go home. I want to go home. Yeah, yeah. For argument's sake, South ends up bleep. I want to go oh, home. Oh, guys, that's mm. blasphemy. My favourite... I don't, I don't like football. Mm. I do like the football chants. Yeah. <laughs> he's blonde, he's quick, his name's a porno flick. Emmanuel, <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> now that... It's genius, isn't it? Oh, there's some great who ones out the there. Guy, who is the guy that writes the football songs? Well, it's probably just some bloke in the crowd who's uh, got a pie on his lap. Oh, Simple come on, that. mate. No, 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 no. That's, like, that's got to be like a Bernie Taupin, Elton John uh, relationship going on there, isn't <laughs> it? nothing like that at all. The Man United football songs written by a bloke called Boyle, and for a long time I used hey. to pretend he was a relative. Hey. Then I saw the lyrics. He's not a relative. He's blonde, he's quick, his name's a porno flick, Emmanuel, <laughs> Emmanuel. That's genius, isn't it? That, I have to say, if I heard that yeah. at a football ground, even if it was the opposition <laughs> singing that song, I would join in. Oh, mate, you'd have to, wouldn't yeah, you? you? Some would. of those footballs... I mean, when I came to the Luton game, mm-hmm. um, to, to uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, who was it? The Millwall fans singing to um, the Luton fans to the tune of... Um, um, oh, what's that um, group? Middle of the road. Middle of the road. Where's your mama gone? Where's your Taliban? Where's your Taliban? Now come, now that. Should be arrested for that. Would well, they were arrested. They were loving it. Isn't there one they sing to Brighton? It's like, where's your boyfriend? And then the Brighton lot sing back, he's here too. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, for a while, about two years ago, the the police went in with secret cameras. No, seriously, everywhere Brighton went, that they went into the home end, and uh, they recorded. Well, I think that was the point of the charm. (laughs) (laughs) and they recorded people Uh, it was used in a documentary it was Wigan they used and they were just naming and shaming people Uh. for for having the banter with the Brighton fans but how does everyone know the words do they get passed around on like a sheet of paper they go a lot Terry's written a new one today here I'll pass this down the line (laughs) we're going to try try it in about five minutes everyone alright it's to the tune of Daydream Believer alright guys I always think the person that starts the chant is very brave because what if no one responds I've seen that happen who are you who there's a great there's a great Frank Sidebottom track where it's him at a football stadium uh, trying to start football chants and no one's joining in and it's him going um, oh I can't remember Wembley Wembley it's a great big place in London and they call it Wembley <laughs> no one joins in I've got an idea you're okay. going home on an organised football coach <laughs> That's brilliant. next season yes. when the season kicks off yep. I know you don't like football yep. okay but yep. I would so love to do this. Okay, Let's mate. go to a random football match. Oh, yeah, and, and you can choose. You can I'd choose. Love to. Uh, and we can sit in the stands yeah. and let's try and start the chanting off and see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll get our heads kicked it. in. Mate. We'll get heads kicked in. No, we won't. Get our, get our flipping heads kicked in. I nearly no, went won't. for it then. Uh, when does the new football season start? Starts in August. It's busy. Ah, uh, yeah. Try me in September. I won't what? be so busy then. Well, it goes on for nine months. Yeah. Well, it'll be in my spare time then, will it? Um, see you in a second. Oh. If you don't want to hear the word penis said about 15 times, then don't listen to the next five minutes. Ouch. Here's one for you, Kelly. Ouch. Lover breaks his penis having sex. 
Why is that for me? Huh? Hmm? I thought this had happened to you. It's not unusual for lovers to cry out during sex, but Alan Park's howls had little to do with passion. The poor bloke was left in agony after fracturing his penis while romping with girlfriend Calissa Cairns, 22. He was taken to hospital for surgery to repair the damage. Ooh. But got no sympathy from other patients who mocked his affliction. Jealous. And the 25-year-old was off work for two months bound. Alan told how he heard a snap while making love to Clarissa. He said... I've never known pain like this. It was all absolutely excruciating. Clarissa was trying to calm me down because I was jumping around. I wouldn't jump around. Jump around. Can I just get say up, something? Get up and get down. Yeah. I'm getting up for a long time. If, yes. if he's broken it, I don't think they were making love. We went to hospital and the doctors there said it was the first time they'd ever seen anything like it. Player. <laughs> they sent us to another one where I was told my penis was fractured. There's no bone in there. Well, not anymore. There was blood everywhere. I couldn't oh, control it. Oh, wow. Stop it. Clarissa said Alan's screams were so loud that neighbours heard them. She added, they said he was squealing like a baby. Oh, good. So they've had the conversation with the neighbours. Like it couldn't get any more embarrassing. After the operation... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. After the operation... Alan's manhood was put in a sling. Yeah. Chin sling. No, not a chin sling. <laughs> Which led to taunts from fellow patients <gasps> that left him fuming. He said, one kept laughing at the pain I was in. Security wouldn't let me out of their sight. I was so angry. I was off work for eight weeks in bed the whole time and you couldn't do anything in bed for that eight no, weeks. No. And the... <laughs> And the blood just kept flowing. Oh, no. I had to call an ambulance seven times. Are they still together? No, I think they got uncoupled uh, when they went to the hospital. Oh, I think they're still in a relationship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last paragraph, you or I, Catherine. A fracture is actually a rupture of the lining of the tube carrying blood to the erect penis. It usually happens during aggressive or acrobatic sex. Yeah. Acrobatic. Gosh, I was proper. The big top's not so big all of a sudden. <laughs> the ringmaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know when you come back to, um, to work after having some time off sick yeah. and you've got to give an explanation for your absence? Yeah. There isn't a box for that, is there? Well, not anymore. <laughs> that was the problem. Chin sling. It wasn't a chin sling. I don't know what you'd call it. Oh, yeah, you'd call it <laughs> sling. <laughs> Catherine, what have you got in the newspapers this well, morning? Well, I mean, nothing quite so colourful as that. We may have grown used to... Work like you don't need the money. I do. I, I really do, but I'm working like I don't. That'll teach them. We may have grown used to celebrities appearing in advertising campaigns or even oh, featuring yeah. brands in their film or television shows, but some American uh, pop stars are getting paid to product place. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, this one. Example, rapper Chris Brown. Who's that? The one with Rihanna. Hey, Is you never guess. Sorry, oh, I saw a poster for... You know the garage, the petrol station you get up the road? There's uh -huh. a poster for Legends of Reggae. Legends of Reggae. Guess who the big name draw was? Big name draw was. No, 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 no. And they're playing with a live band, it says. 
Musical youth? Shakadima and Pliers. Oh! <laughs> Boy, they look old. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yes, who's Chris Brown? Chris Brown is oh, the one... Oh, he's slappy, yeah. slappy, slap, slap. Yeah, yep. 2000 hit Forever contains the lyrics Double your pleasure, double your fun. The lyrics also the slogan of Wrigley's Double Mint Chewing. Oh. oh, maybe he just got it off the advert. No, he wrote the advert. Wrigley revealed that it had commissioned Brown to write a jingle and then paid for a recording session during oh. which he extended it to a full song. Sweet. The when I was a kid, um, the, 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 the tune for Wrigley's was... Um, Wrigley's sugar-free gum. Get into Wrigley's sugar-free. Is that Chris Brown? No. Is Chris Brown younger than you? Doctor Pepper. What's, what's the, the worst that could happen? happen? Is that Chris Brown? Yeah. Is Chris Brown? Um, potato waffles. waffles. Waffle. Is that Chris Brown? Stuff. No, that's Paul Scoyne. Okay, right. Carry on. 2000 song put past the Courvoisier recorded by another past rapper. Courvoisier, you absolute idiot! Check this out. Oh who gosh, did the, who done that song? You uh, guess. Oh, um, P Diddy. I don't know any other rapper. Buster Rhymes. Uh, Buster Rhyme. A Buster Rhyme. <laughs> It led to a 10 to 20% increase in sales of Courvoisier, the cognac Cour brand. Courvoisier, I mean, you flippin' like, idiots. That's like the drinking sherry. The rapper said he was not paid to write the song, though a deal was thought to have been struck later. Well, um, Sid Owen has released a song called uh, I Love Advocar, so that's, uh, that's really going to get it <laughs> off the shelves, isn't it? So it's going to be lightning today. Mm. It's already raining. Is that raining outside? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. The hottest day of the year is expected today, but don't head to a beach. There's a catch. While temperatures are set to soar, forecasters say the heatwave will trigger torrential thunderstorms and lightning. Beautiful. Brilliant. Love it. Brilliant. So I decided to plump for a uh, summer dress today. Yeah, well, you're, 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 you're plum is the right um, part of the word plumped yeah, because it's going to be uh, wet. What's wrong, Kelly? You look sad. I don't like lightning or thunder. Why is that, mate? I just don't like it, mate. Well, you're a plum, mate, because it's nice. Yeah, but I don't like it's it. It's God's way of saying we've screwed up the world. Thunder is God moving his furniture. No, he's not. And lightning is him taking pictures with his Kodak Polaroid. It's just oh, well, when you put it like that, yeah. it's just weather, guys. As a result, the Met Office has issued a severe weather warning. In so yeah, but this, a severe weather warning for us. You know, it's not like tsunami or anything, no. is it? It's just no. going to be wet. You don't have to go and stand underneath your door frames and stuff. It's warned of the risk of surface level flooding, disruption to transport, as well as frequent, frequent lightning. No! Yes, mate. So, what uh, time? That doesn't give a specific time. Mm. Today and tomorrow if and maybe Sunday. If it's thunder and lightning, I won't go upstairs in my house. What? Why not? It's closer. You are, my mum's been struck by lightning. She's still going. No, she's not been struck she by... Has. She was not struck she by has. lightning. She had a brolly up. It went right down the hand no, of the brolly. No, it didn't. And you could, and you, and you you could, could see, see a skeleton. skeleton. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that. I imagine that. You, but she, she didn't get struck. No, she didn't. Her arm all swelled up. Were you there? Yeah. No. Right. No, you weren't. But I saw her arm. Right. So she told you that she... she got she, struck by lightning. Yeah, well, she lied to you, mate. Not only ever happens to golfers and idiots under trees... Explain her swelling, then. She'd um, been having an affair. What? Yeah, exactly, Kelly. She'd been having an affair. With what? Hot <laughs> eye. With the arm wrestling. With that fella we spoke about earlier on. <laughs> oh. And um, her arm had swollen as a direct result. And the best, she was thinking on her feet. God, how do I explain the swelling? How do I explain? There was lightning! Was there even lightning the day she was Yeah, there, there was. Yeah, what was she yeah, doing yeah. the scoins? You're going sledging on Christmas <laughs> when there weren't no snow. It happened, guys. I saw it. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. It would be, um, well, it, um, it, I was going to say it would be cool to be struck by lightning. 
You can get really cool scars from it. Do you still get special powers now? My mum has, yeah. What powers has she got? She's going to come down here and kick your ass. Hey! So, uh, Matthew. Yes. How's your back? Fine. Yeah. Any chafing? No. Let's concentrate on what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, what we're talking about is your dirty weekend no, in Paris. No, I didn't have a dirty weekend. I had a great time in Paris, but we had a bad ending because... She dumped you. Somebody, somebody jumped off of the train in Kent. Oh, flippin' suicide. Oh, blimey. And, and That's all a downer. the trains were cancelled on the Monday. Ay, ay, ay. So we had to stay another €150. Euros. Ay. We had to stay in a hotel till Tuesday. Did you, um... Did you? What? What? You know. Yeah, no, I'm not going to talk to you about. It. I want to talk about what we're on. No, about. no, no, no. I know. I know what you want to talk about. But um, you know, did you? Ian, we we've got a great relationship. So. Was this going through your head as you were checking into your hotel? Is this your, the theme for your I weekend? I don't know how they allow you on the, t- on the radio. Mm, would I? Would I'm glad I? you're not on TV, Ian. Yeah? Was this music that was playing through your head, Matt, as you were... Uh... No, we were in Paris, not in England. OK, all right, no, that's... that's that's. I can understand. All right, yeah, I, I, I appreciate... I appreciate that that... Um, uh, if you were in Paris and that music was uh, probably... I haven't got Serge, otherwise I'd play that for you. But did you? What? Oh, Matt, come on. No, what? forget it, Ian. I don't want to talk to you anymore. If you don't want to talk about it. I want to get on to... Oh, no, I think that's what happened, Matt. You did get on. Uh, what have you got for us, Alan? Well, listen, um, I've got no beef. In fact, it's all gravy. Oh. Um, I am, in fact, a first-time caller and a last-time listener. Um, I'm just calling purely to say um, this is my last day at work uh, today because I'm moving out of the area. um, And I'm moving from uh, Essex and Hertfordshire and going up to live with my beloved in Lancashire. And uh, this today is my last day of listening to you. So you've been paying me for the last two and a half years. No, no, uh, no, Alan, no, it won't last. You can't. Oh, no, this is it. We need as many listeners as we can get. We can't start losing them. It's signed, sealed, delivered, mate. I'm I'm going. Mate, are you sure that this is the... person is the one. Are you sure, Alan? Well, it's been nearly ten years and, uh, you know, we've, we've got a baby on the way oh, and you're leaving me for another woman. Like... And, and selling houses and so on, so it's, it's all happening, mate. There's nothing I can do. I'm in too deep for you. I'm in too deep. Oh, dear, cheeky. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, no. uh, listen, I wish you the very best of luck. You can listen to us online. Alan, yes, of course. congratulations. I, radio, mate. I wish you the very best of luck and um, I, I, I'm sure your, your, the future life will be a success. Well, I'm sure it will. Don't, I hope so. Don't forget so. to download the podcast. Of course. Ta-ta! Hey, oh, don't, Alan? Yes? Say goodbye to Justin. Justin, Hell. take care, mate. TTFN. Boss, do you know what? I love that line, no beef, all gravy. That is so <laughs> going to be used down you know the pub what? this weekend. Can Thank I... you. That was Ian Lee's podcast. I've been T, and you've been sexy. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 